0: You are listening to the ESP, the European Skeptics Podcast, an independent weekly show in support of European-level actions within the skeptical movement. The ESP is run by individuals representing different skeptical groups from across the continent. This is episode number one hundred and nine. I'm your host, Andreas Pinter, and joining me for the show are my co-hosts Yelena Levin and Pontus
1: Böckman. Siastok. Здравствуйте. Hey San, hey San. Oi! The 3 hey. Musketeers back together again. Yeah. Upon time. Good. The oh. 3 Musketeers. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Good to be back. It's been a while. How's things been? Yep.
2: Well, they've I... been they've been really good. Um so on the last show that you missed, we have interviewed two wonderful people, uh, Brit Hermes and Eren Segev and Uh-oh. well, they have been making an effort to raise money because Britt have, have was being sued. And for those who haven't listened to the last episode, please, uh, our dear listeners,
0: go and listen to it. I have to admit that I'm one of them. Oh, <laughs> shocker! Shock! Oh, yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm gonna catch up soon.
2: Yeah, you should. Yeah. But, anyways, so um, Brit is being sued wrongfully because she hasn't done anything wrong um and she needs to cover her her costs um because lawyers are expensive and um we've been notified recently by erin who is a president of australian skeptics that they have met their initial funding target which is absolutely incredible um they they've set up their target as eighty thousand australian dollars and they've and they've reached they yeah, That's it.
1: fantastic. But yeah, now we need to keep going because, you know, they've said that if there's any surplus, it will be uh, given to sense about science. But also another alternative is that it will be transferred into a f- fund for future uh, lawsuits like this. And I think yeah, that's something I, you know, like the idea very, very much um, to, to be mm-hmm. uh, prepared for, for future things like this. That was a yeah. very complex sentence, but I think the sentiment got through. <laughs> yeah, good news. Good news for the editor. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, but let's build up a, a, a fund for future lawsuits against the skeptics that are just trying to to put their finger at the quacks that are trying to scam people.
0: I, I absolutely second that. That is, it's probably very, very much needed. Out there, because uh, if things go well and and we can go against as many pseudoscientific claims and claimants as possible, then we might end up being sued ourselves. So uh, I mean, anyone of the skeptic movement, right? Mm. Yeah, um, sure. So it's it's probably a good idea to to save some money for for those. <laughs> probable cases Mm. good Mm -hmm. good Mm -hmm. so um it's a great thing and it's it's so wonderful seeing obviously i couldn't couldn't listen to podcasts but i i tried to follow the news and um it's a wonderful thing to see how all over the world people stick together and and people made an effort together to help brit that is heartwarming
2: yeah i I think a couple of thousand people uh uh, contributed so we is incredible this response yeah. just um really heartwarming to see um just yeah. give me yeah gives me all, all good feelings about
1: yeah. The, yeah the
2: community about the humanity and uh yeah great. Gra- it's great yeah
1: yeah but we'll put the link in the show notes again so that so don't stop donating i think we can build up something very good here
0: exactly exactly
1: yes what else what else We have had some listener feedback. Oh, good. Uh, Or I have. (laughs) I was contacted privately. But there there was, uh, we talked (laughs) about uh, uh, Albert Hoffman in episode 107 in connection with This Week in Skepticism. And then we talked about LSD because he's sort of the father of, or grandfather maybe, of uh, of LSD. He was, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, and, and this listener who probably should be. anonymous (laughs) because he knows a little (laughs) bit too much about LSD LSD, I think (laughs) but he pointed out that (laughs) you said Jelena that there's no way of controlling if you'll get a bad or a good trip right well did he say you can this person maintains that the trick is to you can you can actually Uh, uh, the trick is to have a sober babysitter to help you and to create a safe environment, and that greatly reduces the risks of uh, getting a right, bad trip.
2: Right then, okay, guys, I'm off. So, I'll see
1: yeah, you. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> so, I'm off to experiment. I, I, I still want to say that don't take drug advice from a podcast, at least not this podcast, because we are <laughs> so innocent, we know nothing about it. But uh, no, anyway. no, no, I'm,
2: I've left all my drug experiments <laughs> for when I'm older.
1: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so that's the, 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 the feedback. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Well,
2: thank you very much. I mean, that's. Uh, I, I think I kind of also knew that. Mm-hmm. But
0: how? Without the experience?
2: No, no, no. I knew that you can reduce the risk. Mm. So if you are more, you know, it depends what mood you're in. If you're not stressed, if you're relaxed, if it's a safe environment, but are you still, I don't think you're still hundred percent guaranteed.
1: Yeah. No. I, I mm, guess. No. So. No. No. Probably not. But, yeah. But, kids, don't try this at home. Do. Or do whatever, <laughs> or if do, if you do, may have a good babysitter. I like the word know, babysitter yeah, well, as well. Yeah, so yeah. It even sounds like we're talking to kids. Uh, yeah. Anyway, enough about drugs. It's
0: my favorite I subject. Think. <laughs> well, there are a lot of things that you can you can try at home, children. Mm-hmm. For example, you can listen to this podcast, and if you have some contributions to make, like uh, you want to lecture us about drug use. Um or, or anything else for that matter, please get in touch.
2: Yes, you can certainly do that. Um we've got various ways you can email us. It's info at the Uh you can go on our website, which is www.theesp.eu and fill in the contact form. You can also like us on Facebook. Yes you can. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, um and uh, you can get in touch via Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at Es podcast underscore eu. Um, if you get our podcast via iTunes, please leave us a review and just spread the word. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. And <laughs> when you're che- when you're checking out the website, don't forget the events in Europe page where we you can see all the things going on. Uh, uh, and if you will, uh, well, if you have some money left when you've donated all your money to or most of your money to Brit Hermes, which is more important. <laughs> If you have a few What's euros time? left, you could you should go to patreon.com slash the ESP theesp and uh, give us whatever you have left. That that would be good. Yeah. So give us <laughs> all you have
0: left after donating to Brit Hermes. Yeah. It doesn't have yeah, to be obviously. much. It
1: can be a pound.
0: No.
2: It can be a pound or a dollar a month.
1: Yeah, but but yeah. Do, do understand that, that we do this because it's so fun and just you know uh, out of our own. Uh, uh, masochism I think but but uh, it does it does cost a little money to, to drive a, uh, a yeah. podcast so we would appreciate a little contribution now and again okay masochist
0: squad that's,
2: yeah that's us
1: <laughs> can we actually start the show yes let's do that let's do this
0: let's start episode 109 and what else to start with then Yelena talking about something that happened this week in skepticism.
2: Today I want to talk about somebody who was born on the 23rd of January 1943 in Lublin, Poland. His name is Stanislaw Burzynski, who is a, unfortunately, um, a doctor, uh, a cancer doctor. Um, he is somewhat famous in the... Well, I don't want to call him quack because, because apparently there might be all sorts of consequences.
0: <laughs> um, uh, but that, you shouldn't refrain from calling him a quack. I think I think that's quite well established that he is.
2: Okay, he has been known to suing a lot of people. But, anyways, um, he never is, mind. It,
0: never mind. We've got lots of money. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> like exactly ten pounds in our account. Yeah. Um, Probably so, even twenty four. Uh, Brzezinski has established a clinic in Texas, obviously called by his name, Brzezinski Clinic, um, and he is claiming it to be a a cutting-edge research institution in cancer uh, treatment, and he's claimed that he has discovered um, a drug, a revolutionary drug. So basically he has uh, invented something called anti neoplaston therapy um and he coined that that uh, term as well um and it's a mix of various peptides extracted from none other but uh, our urine um and um he has been controversial for for many many years if i'm not mistaken he's been, he's been practicing for about 40 years yeah decades. Unfortunately, his, his clinic is still keep going. Um, he's been under investigation. He's been um, issued various um, letters from the Food and Drug Administration restricting his practice, and he, he has been on the watch. Uh, he's been sued. Unfortunately, it didn't stop him from practicing. No. Um, some of his patients died in whilst being on his treatment. And because of the, the treatment. And I've, I've even found, uh, actually, a group online called The Other Brzezinski Patients Group or something like that. And there's, like, all these stories of people who's been through the clinic and they realized what a hack he is, and um, just it's just a money-extracting scheme. All his treatments are extremely expensive. Um, they measured in tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars per treatment. It's extraordinary. None of the treatments that are practiced in a clinic are accepted by mainstream medical science and not approved by FDA. Um, He's been running a series of trials, uh, sometimes legally and sometimes not, over a a period of at least 20 years. And uh, in this time, there has been no publication in peer-reviewed literature. That should be a massive Mm -hmm. uh, alarm bell.
1: If I understand it correctly, he's getting around that his treatment is not approved by calling it trials, but... If you want to take part of the trials, you have to pay for it, and extraordinary
2: that's, amounts of money. Yeah, you have yeah, to pay. And that's uh, really
1: yeah. very yeah. unethical, in yeah. my opinion.
2: Yeah, he he, like has mentioned, he's charging tenths of sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars. In fact, we we have mentioned that you know how do you approach somebody who's trying to raise money for somebody who's you know. Trying to get some of these alternative treatments, and the observer uh, the um, um, newspaper observer promoted one of those fundraising they were fundraising two hundred thousand dollars to uh, try to get a British girl over to the clinic to get to receive the treatment um, it, it happened some time ago, but to, it was just it kind of came to my attention because we we have been talking about it before, and if somebody like if your friend sharing a page on facebook you know of this content what are you gonna do you know you're gonna say hmm. i'm not gonna give you any money because i think it's a lot of bull crap. yeah and um he there was even a, a, a documentary um about Brzez, uh, brzezinski uh, done in 2010 i don't know how it got 7.4 on out of 10 stars on imdb or
1: was it pro brzezinski or, uh, uh, or con rated- was it against him or for him
2: no, no, it was Pro Brzezinski rated by eight hundred people.
1: I don't forget that IMDb
0: works on a crowd sourcing basis. So I know, it's, I know. It's, 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 It doesn't doesn't indicate uh, quality; it just know, indicates uh, popularity.
2: I've, I've oh, it's been his own
1: fans that yeah. is yeah, rating I've been the known to
2: watch movies that were rated nine, and it was complete and utter garbage. But
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you went in and gave them a one.
2: Oh, I didn't actually, I should have done. Oh my gosh, yeah, absolutely. But so, um, you know, and this documentary was based around his trial that he won, you know, and of course he was like, ah, I got you, you know, he won a trial against the uh, FDA. Trying to stop him, yeah. Trying to stop And what are you going to do with that? These are the facts. He's been sued. They didn't, you know, the FDA lost. You can't really do anything about that. And for somebody who is only interested in sort of... um um, a very shallow kind of aspect of the of the whole story. They'll be picking up on that, um, and a lot of there's uh, <laughs> been quite a, an interesting approach to this um, anti plus tons um, in terms of um, the uh, comments it gets from from the, uh, the medical community. So. Um, you know, people saying you might, sorry, I could not possibly comment or, you know, something along those lines. Um, so, um, antineoplastones were first proposed as a possible cancer treatment in 1976, which is, you know, it's, it's true, but it doesn't mean anything, um, and uh they're not approved uh for prevention of any disease um uh, and the side effects can uh, include serious neurological toxic- toxicity um and it's a very dangerous um uh, treatment that 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 he's uh, promoting in his clinic and we we all know i mean we have heard a lot of stories of, of of um gullible and well maybe not so much gullible but desperate people who are looking for the for this you know uh, last resort kind of thing situation and and that's probably what he's offering you know do, he probably yeah. says something along the lines of you know um, the uh, conventional medicine didn't help you but I will and um I've even read um that th- he proposed this new treatment and he of course is you know bending exactly the same line as as a lot of other alternative medicines uh, uh, p- opponents saying that it has been stopped because it works and and you just wait and see when his this treatment gets onto like a, a big footing and a, on a big market you know he, it'll change the, the cancer treatment game altogether and it
0: and it hasn't. In
2: alternative, in alternative <laughs> uh, medicine uh, world, uh, f- it works. It works on people who want to believe that, and he, they. Or or it doesn't. Well, he's still he still functioning that's, after that's forty years. That's one of the
0: problems. That's one of the problems with alternative medicine. That yeah, it could could be that it doesn't even work and still people can believe it. Yeah. Because a belief doesn't necessarily need proof.
2: No, it doesn't. It just needs an emotional appeal, which he has been doing quite well for the past at least 40 years, if he's been in business for that long. Um, And he's marketed his clinic the way that obviously attracted people. Um, Don't go to his clinic if you've got cancer. No. That's all I want to say. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) um, a, a, a very a very quick search online w- will show you that there is nothing behind this treatment mm. it doesn't even have to be you know an invest a year long investigation and talking to professionals there is a lot of um, information about about this uh, treatment what it's supposedly based on what the uh, the ingredients are what how it works and etc um I mean, yeah. The what is that, an
0: anti-neoplastin anyway?
2: The, the fact, the fact that it's it's a component that was produced out of urine, which is the waste product of our body, is kind, should really give you a pause. But even the let's let's take you know let's put that aside, and you'd think maybe there's something in it. Just looking into it will we'll resolve all the all the queries.
0: You know, it, it has a uh, urine, it has certain qualities that based on which it could be used uh, to clean stuff that are like, like clean clothes in, in Roman times, for example. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it was a thing. Why, why couldn't it work for the body?
2: Well, why can't we? Because we use it for clean clothes. Why can't we use it for pure cancer? I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just it's just um, one small, tiny, tiny <laughs> leap that stop. you have to make in order to understand one this whole thing. From, yeah. The whole system of his. You just um, yeah, open your mind. Yeah,
2: yeah. So wh- one thing that he, uh, uh, the, uh, Brzezinski, did really well in the past, you know, all these years, and of course he tried to, he avoided being banned from practicing medicine really well he knows the law he knows how to uh trick the law and he knows all the loopholes and he's got all the best lawyers and that's what he um that's all his practice is basically proving um yeah unfortunately i'm hoping he's gonna get struck off the medical registry at some point very soon
0: yeah it would just be right
2: although isn't he like like ancient now no, maybe not ancient.
0: <laughs> ancient? Though. Probably not ancient. Uh, could be old, but... Uh, 43, no, I don't, okay. don't think he's so that nin- old. No, I don't
2: think 1943, he's old. so he is... Uh, yeah, he's 70-something. 80... No. He's actually really old. Okay. 70, 70
0: 75? Yeah. That's not that old. Well. James so,
1: Randi is old.
2: He's getting on a bit.
1: Yeah, he's old enough to get cancer. I, I'm not saying I wish for that, but maybe. Ha.
2: well, and there is a question: Is he going to try his own method?
1: Mm-hmm. Really
0: <laughs> <soon>. <laughs> oh, we've got we we used to have a TV doctor who who was um, healing people through the TV wave, the waves of the TV, and he couldn't uh, couldn't cure himself. He actually died. Died at too bad. He was not. He was not even seventy years old. Maybe mm. he had to be
1: on both <laughs> side of the TV for, the, for it to work. So he needed to be in front of the camera and in front of the TV at the same time. Oh, probably. I don't know.
0: I'm not saying I had a laugh when I when I had I, I heard his uh, the the news of his death, but no. still, yeah, it was it was quite um, quite ironic. Schadenfreunde. All right. Anyway, thanks very much, Ilona. Thank, Thank you. Already. Let's talk about what's new across Europe. I think I've mentioned on several occasions one of the authorities that is uh, the Hungarian Competition Authority. Do remember that vaguely mm. that they over, oversee a couple of um, um issues with uh, different companies, different even doctors, even uh, a- anyone who advertises something because if they gain um an unwarranted advantage over the others by Claiming something that is not actually true or not substantiated by uh, uh, well, proper facts. proper evidence, in fact, that's what they do. They 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 actually issue fines. And recently, there was uh, some um, actual uh, decision uh, made on one of the fines over a company that was called Numil Hungary and they are dealing with uh, different uh, food supplements and especially for children, food supplements for children. Mm. And the actual case was opened in uh, 2015 and how the Hungarian Competition Authority works is that you have to file an actual complaint for them to, to start working on the case. So this is what happened. We don't know who filed that claim and who filed that complaint. But the decision has been made that a fine of 54 million Hungarian forints. Uh, we'll be. Um...
2: What's the real money?
0: Yeah, exactly. What's that in money? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. We... That's about two hundred thousand euros. Comedy. Sorry. That's about two hundred thousand euros. Oh, well, that's Sizable? A bit less than that. Mm-hmm. And and another um, uh, body that is that is called the Hungarian National Association of Pediatricians, and uh, they are fined as well for the reason that they gave their name and credibility to this supplement to some of the actual products, uh, these uh, uh, food supplement products so they were referring to this association as um, a professional authority and claimed that they offer this product with their recommendation but it turns out that they were actually paid for this And it's not based on any kind of independently provided data and results. So it doesn't do anything that they were claiming, uh, which were several um, positive effects, like um, um, it helps the development of the brain of the little child and it supports the immune system and that kind of stuff. But
1: there is no evidence whatsoever that it
0: does any of those
1: and yet actually i want to take back my comment about it being a sizable uh, fine 200,000 euros that's peanuts i think depending on how 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 much they sell of this but
0: yeah the thing is that apparently they they have the, their products on all the shelves of the major chains of uh, grocery stores yeah so yeah when you compare it to that it's not a sizable sum i i agree with no, that No, it's not But still, the decision that it it has been made and that they are being fined for this uh, uh, very unruly activity, I think uh, this shows that there is hope for us to to build on the the system.
1: Okay, shall we talk about measles? (laughs) <laughs> I feel like you like really... I, I th- that's one of my favorite subjects. Well, it's not a favorite subject. I hate me- measles, but I'd like to talk about it. Let's put up signs, I hate measles. Yes, I do hate <laughs> measles, but I love to talk about it. So, you remember uh, that there was a Swedish outbreak uh, of measles uh, mm-hmm. not that long ago, and uh, was first reported 8 cases, and then it was 18 cases. Now we're up to 28 cases in Sweden and uh, it seems to, fortunately seems to uh, peter out now. I think there's haven't been a new case the last week so hopefully, hopefully it is now uh, going away but it's still very, very unusual for this kind of outbreak in Sweden. We have a... we, Swedes (laughs) we have a... Uh, vaccination rate uh, of about 96 percent and 95 should do it but there are pockets of unvaccinated population and these things can happen and apparently do happen. Uh, I can say fortunately to my knowledge there was um, these 70 roughly 70 newborn children who had been in contact with one infected person it seems like they are okay they have not been to my knowledge they have not been infected so that's good news pardon my ignorance but does the
0: cold weather have anything to do with the 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 rate of uh, expansion of the the measles outbreak or
1: uh to be investigated i don't know okay Uh, I, i i don't know so it's it's a good question but i don't know I can say one thing, though, that just from speculation or rather common sense is that if it's cold outdoors, you spend more time in, indoors and indoors in the air, it's easy to be infected if you're in the same room as somebody else. But, ah, okay. but uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, bad as it does might be in, for Swedish conditions, it is not a, it's nothing compared to uh, Ukraine. Mm, exactly. I have talked several times during the last year about the current meas- current measles epidemic in Europe. Mostly I've been talking about Romania and Italy, a little bit of Germany, Belgium. Uh, but now I'm afraid we have to add Ukraine to the list. Newly published reports reveal that in twenty seventeen Ukraine had over four thousand cases of measles. And this has not been on my radar. So I apologize for that, but that's because Ukraine is not part of the EU. So it wasn't included in the EU statistics that I was looking at. And, and the epidemic uh, continues only in January so far. And we're recording this on the 23rd of January. So it's not a full month. Uh, almost 1300 cases have been reported in, in uh, Ukraine. So this is seems to be escalating. And, even worse, eight people have died since the beginning of the outbreak. Two! Yes! So, really bad news. Measles is... I, I can also say that my, last time I looked at Romania, it's gone down a little bit, but it's far from over. They have between 30 and 50 new cases per week, which for some countries is a lot, but it's less than when it was like two or 300 per week uh, last summer. Mm-hmm. so it's still going on in, in Romania not as bad as before we have to add Ukraine to the list I haven't looked into Italy for a while so I will try to make a follow up on that but it is uh, it is still a very real thing in Europe uh, in 2018 to, to catch measles and that is rather uh, dismay dismaying you know, it's rather sad news uh, because there was a very realistic aim um, to eradicate all of me- uh, measles from Europe altogether by 2015, but that, of course, as you noticed, hasn't have, worked out. Yeah, it
0: looks like we passed that deadline, yeah, without any success.
1: Yes, and uh, and uh, it is because of the anti-vax movement. Um, um, there's no other way of putting it. So there are, you know, people are dying because of of uh, misinformation very disturbing i
0: wonder is there a so because in countries where vaccination is normally compulsory obviously if people deny uh, access for for doctors to vaccinate their children is obvious that it's because of their beliefs or misbeliefs Mm. but what about those countries where it is not compulsory So can we actually say that we are absolutely certain that it is because of the anti-vaccination movement, or it's just that people don't think that it's necessary, and therefore they don't vaccinate?
1: There's one factor that I was made aware of the other day. Uh, Somebody pointed out, or I listened to something, I can't remember, which makes a lot of sense to me, And, and that is that mandatory or not mandatory doesn't seem to be as important as if there are medical doctors who are I- I not in favor of vaccination. Okay. That is a more important factor, apparently. Uh, so even if you make it mandatory, if you have a lot of doctors in the country uh, that do not sympathize with it may- being mandatory, they will help people who come to them say, please, Mr. Doctor, I would like to make have an exemption for my child or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then they will either write an exemption or they will even fake the record saying that they have been vaccinated, even though they haven't. Um, so mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. if this is true, if this is, I have to look more into this, but it makes sense. So that would point to that. The most important thing is to make sure that you have a very well-educated Medical corps or uh, doctors. Yeah,
0: yeah, I do remember when uh, Tony Blair was was asked whether he he got the flu shot and and that the children were, were vaccinated, and he was so he refused to answer that. Uh huh. And that sends the wrong message. Yeah. So that is yeah. that is a totally irresponsible. He answer. might as
1: well say no because if it was <laughs> exactly. yes, he wouldn't have. hesitate at all yeah Yeah.
0: politicians right Uh, (laughs) yeah oh by the way politicians a brilliant initiative in Spain that is uh, called uh, there there is a hashtag for it obviously which is ciencia en el parlamento Ah. and that translates to science in the parliament and that's what I've been saying for ages. That's what we need. Science <laughs> so in the parliament. And uh, but the project. This this is a um, a whole project, and uh, it's supported by a whole lot of different organisations and and foundations, uh, uh, non governmental organisations. Farmacia. We we talked about them. Uh, obviously are uh, very good fr- friends at uh, ARPSAPC the, the, the Spanish uh, skeptical organisation one of the Spanish spe- skeptical organisations um and there are many many scientific uh, organisations as well circolo Skeptico, another skeptical organisation so it's it's a brilliant initiative more than 1300 people individuals have joined all those different institutions as well um and what they aim to, 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 do is to promote a culture of policymaking that is based on evidence and science. And, and that is how they try to meet the needs of society and how decisions should be driven. And I'm, I, I really love that. Uh, I, I think that should be made international, that kind of attitude and that, that, that ciencia. In the parliament, hashtag. So science, hashtag science in the parliament. Let's let's start that. Yeah. And uh, let me plug a, a little bit of promotion on my own group. I'm running under the the flag of when I'm running for parliament. That is called Momentum. And what I really like about the program, the 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 manifesto of this actual party, is. That they have a lot of science-based stuff and one of them is in the manifesto you can read an actual statement that complementary and alternative medicine should be much more strictly regulated and i'm really proud of that Uh, i have nothing to do with that but those people who put together the manifesto really thought thought it through and one of one of the things specifically mentioned is homeopathy I think that is a very progressive attitude and sorry for the shameless plug here but I just really wanted to do that
1: No, but that's great I mean, you you have to uh, let us know how it goes uh, Now, when is the elections? When are the elections?
0: Um, uh, April the 8th Okay, good Yeah, so from uh, very soon the massive campaigning starts and uh, it's going to be crazy Yes, <laughs> rush for parliament <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Go, okay. Andres!
0: Go, Andres! Oh, by the way, just just to get back to Ciencia del Parlamento, um, if you want to help, uh, you will find uh, or or joined this initiative, or make it in- international. Uh, you will find all the contact details and everything are uh, among the show notes of yes. this episode. Sure.
2: All right. So, um, just um, a quick shout out to our friends in. A spanish skeptic society mm-hmm. arp society for advancement of critical thinking they have been well we've been collaborating with them for a while and um uh, they're very active um, and doing amazing job um, in a lot of their stuff they do is in spanish um, they have the, the book out actually this year and uh, their uh, magazine is out number... Uh, it's an issue number 48. Um, so uh, for those who are following their work, um, you should go to their website, which is um and check it out. We also will link um, in our description uh, to the issue um, where they write about all things sceptical <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: and critical thinking.
0: <laughs> all things sceptical.
2: And um, yeah, it can be accessed uh, via the website, as I said, um, in Spanish. But it can easily be translated via Google Translate. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, and it comes up with all kinds of different funny sentences and expressions. I really love that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, so for so some che- reason,
0: che- there are there are languages that 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 it works better for. But but for Spanish, it's for some reason it it completely. Uh, messes all up.
2: yeah so they've been like i said they've been very active and they've got um, a lot of good things going hmm. uh, check them out guys um,
0: check them out yeah getting back to hungary for a moment i would like to tell you about um, the, the story of this absolutely weird and difficult guy who's uh, probably one of the greatest examples of how people, when they when people start falling for one thing, they easily start uh, fall fall for other things as well. So, like this guy, is a massive anti-vax supporter. So he's 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 the anti-vax guru of Hungarians, and uh, and he he's also a flat Earth earther, and uh, he also supports uh, the the movement against chemtrails. But what happened a couple of years ago was he had um, his second child uh, with the wife who is apparently very much controlled by this guy. Um, So they started having their own family. And obviously the children were born at home. And um, at at least the first one was, but but the second one had had a different thing. But for... um, different reasons um vitamin k is given to newborn babies uh, which was not given to the second son of them and this this boy was uh, trying to cope and uh, the, the, the first when when there were problems with the, the little child's uh, health the first question that emerged uh, when finally the, the child got medical attention was whether the, t- the child received had received uh, vitamin K and when the answer was no then the doctor wanted to administer it uh, which was not allowed by the, by the parents but it was only at the last stage of the illness of this child that they allowed access to the the, the child to this to this doctor Uh, because they believe that doctors don't do you any good if you're ill they just make you even more ill because doctors don't know anything about how life works and how the body works and uh, that's that's what they believe and that's what they actually that that is the idea that they are spreading all the time and uh, this ended very tragically because the little boy died after after a a very very shocking uh and too long period of uh, of suffering from from something that turned out to be a stroke mhm and the doctors say that should the little boy have been given um medical care in time uh he he could have been saved and and he could have lived a normal life but then the the other side the parents say that it was the doctors who killed their child
1: of course they say, say that
0: but yeah. now they are being prosecuted not the doctors but the parents okay and uh, the the thing is that the legal case stands as as one who denied access to their child uh to to anyone who uh, who, uh, is a medical professional Mm. because of their belief system Mm. so their beliefs were against medical treatments of any kind um, that could be given to the the little child who was seriously ill so they are being prosecuted for manslaughter Mm. and we'll see how the the case develops but uh why why it's important is because this guy is the leader of the hungarian anti-vax movement and is a massive massive flat earther so he's just a crazy guy who has a lot of followers it's called the vaccine critics life protection association and how many likes do you think they've got Forty thousand. Oh no, not that much of course <laughs> uh, fortunately not that much <laughs> but uh almost six- 000, six thousand and seven seven hundred
1: is it getting a lot of uh, headlines in the press this prosecution thing yeah, now it does yeah okay now well, it that's does' good
0: now it does that's good by the by the way, the guy's name is chaba Labon and we've followed with the Hungarian skeptic society we've followed his works. In the last couple of years, and uh, well, this man is absolutely, absolutely out there. So he's 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 not Mm. he's crazy. I wonder. I wonder if that comes up at any any point during the prosecution (laughs) that that he's mentally not stable or mentally problematic, but imagine a mother it is so manipulative that the mother of the child was not willing to call the doctor when the 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 uh, situation got really serious before she got the 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 green light from the the husband yeah so a mother who cares for their child they will do anything to save them well Fathers, too, I must say, and this woman was waiting for the, for the for the guy to to okay the whole thing, yeah, and he didn't do it uh, until the last last moment, and it was yeah. too late mm. and then there were accounts of them um, shouting at the doctors when when they were actually trying to help and yeah. and it's very ugly it's a very ugly story, but this guy is um seriously problematic. Mm. Yeah. for the whole society of hungarians
1: yeah tragic story yeah
2: sad times i've got i've got some
0: yep some some
2: good 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 news well let's i think they they they, good news they are good news um it's from germany mm-hmm. um so um it's um, the news from German website, Homeopathy Information Network. I'm not going to try to pronounce it in German. Thank you very much. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and they have started translating some of their articles into English, which is great because that means they can reach more uh, wider audience. Uh, so And um, they have just recently translated the first article, which we will link to. Um, and um yeah they just talk about why homeopathy doesn't work and various uh, evidence of that um and a background and um it's great we had Natalie Grams who runs the network on our show not long ago to talk about uh, this and other developments um and she used to be a homeopath herself so um She's got a unique perspective um, and uh, she's obviously contributing to to the network. Uh, But it's great that they started um, the translation work and I'm sure they would be glad to have people help if anybody's interested and and knows enough German and English to help. Um, So keep up the good work. That's all we've got to say for that. And... um,
1: Good. Yeah. Keep translating uh, stuff. Keep go-
0: Keep going. Okay.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Don't keep it to yourself in Germany.
0: <laughs> we want to read it too. Yeah, and uh, we've discussed this with uh, Nathalie and uh, others from uh, the, GVP, the, the German Skeptical Association um, that once it's translated into English it can be translated into so many other languages. So that's the first step that we have to make in order for this to become a truly international kind of thing. Yeah, let's do this mm. very good all right this is a very positive note uh, to finish our news items on so uh thank you and let's move on to our next segment which is when pontus tells us who's been really
1: wrong lately i'm sure you can't guess who's been really wrong lately Yes, you can. It's the Pope again. No. Third times lucky. <laughs> this is the th- third time and he's the only one who's getting this reward uh, uh, reward. He getting the award uh three times. Uh and there might be more. You you are uh, picking on the Pope actually. I am picking on the Pope. That's my <laughs> favorite pastime. That that could be a title of a song, picking on the Pope. Yeah, yeah, we okay, should write sorry, one. Sorry, sorry, We yeah, should write okay. one. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. So you may come have come to the conclusion that I don't particularly like the Pope. <laughs> uh, maybe that's a bit of a provocation, as he is actually quite popular, mostly because people compare him to the previous one, Joseph Ratzinger, Lord Palpatine himself. <laughs> Uh well bad as palpatine was uh, at least uh, he had the decency to resign as pope and that's the he's the only second only the second pope ever to done to have done so and the first one was in I think the 1300s it was a long time ago that was a guy who never wanted to be pope in the first place yeah
0: but sorry to interrupt but i think yeah? ratzinger's the only way to uh save his dignity was to resign. His only
1: way out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Otherwise, em- it would have gone very bad.
1: Yeah, but enough about uh, Ratzinger. Now about Francis, the current one. Francesco, see. Si. Francesco, yes. Uh, uh, just because you succeed some douchebag, you shouldn't be given a pass when you <laughs> do or say something really terrible. So, yeah, as you understand, I'm going to talk about him again for the third time. Pope Francis recently visited Chile uh, which, of course, was met with quite some media coverage because he is, you know, the bloody Pope. And uh, as the Pope he is, he couldn't stay away from commenting on a sex abuse scandal in Chile, uh, with, uh, with the accused being a certain Reverend Fernando Caradima. The Caradima scandal, as it's known, got attention in 2011 when the Vatican itself actually sentenced uh, this Kaladima character to quote, a lifetime of penance and prayer for his crimes. That that's mm-hmm. that's the worst punishment. Well, isn't that what he does anyway? You know, praying and asking for penance. That's, oh. that's not a punishment. That's like well, you, that's like the punishing punishing the
0: snake by uh, by making making it crawl on his belly.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, your punishment is to keep doing your job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But the the recent outcry um, uh, against the Pope was that he, during uh, his visit, he defended a a bishop called Juan Barros, who is accused of covering up Caradima's crimes. Pope Francis said, and I quote, The day they bring me proof against Bishop Barros, I will speak. There is not one shred of proof against him. It's all calumny. Is that clear? And, uh, quote. And calumny, I have to actually... Had to look that up. That means slander. I didn't know that word.
2: <laughs> there you go. Learn something new every day. You
1: know, yes, only on this podcast. You learn something new every day. Uh, then uh, Francis went on to uh, post the following on Twitter, and I quote We pray to God for the courage to ask forgiveness and to learn how to listen to what he's saying to us. Mm. Should you really? If you have committed sex crimes against other people, should you really ask God for forgiveness? How about the ones asking forgiveness or trying to make reparations towards the ones you actually hurt? Yeah, that's outrageous. So it doesn't help any of the victims at all. So, and the good news is that it's as I said, created a quite an outrage in, in Chile, uh, the Pope again just proved that all his talk about toler- uh, no tolerance with sex abuse within the church is it's just empty words. Yeah. So, for... They sound nice, but they are empty, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, for proving yet again that behind his appearances as the nice guy, Pope Francis is just as bad as any other Pope, and perhaps because he... L- seems to be the nice guy. He's even more dangerous. Therefore, he receives his third prize for being really wrong. And may that be a record that nobody else aspired to break. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We need
2: to count how many times you've used them. Do a little chart.
1: Yeah, I will do a chart. But I know who's on top of the chart already.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alright, thank you very much. And mm-hmm. congratulations to Pope Francis' uh... Mm-hmm. I hope he this, listens uh, to the show. Yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure he does. Mm. So, hi, Papa Francesco. Eh. <laughs> uh, Grazie. Grazie. Allora.
2: I think he's busy oh, talking. I think he's busy the way, talking to
0: God. By the way, have you heard that Cheek Up is launching their very first podcast? Oh, no, I Yay. did not.
2: Congratulations, Yes, Chico. good for them.
0: Congratulations! In Italian, I I assume. In Italiano, sì, certamente. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so before we, we we go with any kind of rumbling on, um, let's finish the show, shall we? Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, as usual, what we'll finish on is a brilliant quote, found and presented by Yelena.
2: It's from France today. Antoine-Laurent Lavoisier, French chemist, said, We must trust to nothing but facts. These are presented to us by nature and cannot deceive. We ought in every instance to submit our reasoning to the test of experiment and never to search for truth, but by natural road of experiment and observation.
0: Nice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Do you know what he's famous for?
2: Saying that quote. (laughs) Saying that quote, yeah.
0: (laughs)
1: Well, uh,
0: yeah, he was the one recognizing and and identifying and naming oxygen and hydrogen.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's right. Oxygen and hydrogen. So he split uh, the the water molecule, basically,
0: right? Yeah, he split the water, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I wonder if that that was high. No, I don't think so.
1: Maybe not. I don't take uh, any uh, advice from any podcast. I yeah, don't know no, no, what no, I'm talking either. about. But that sounds it. But it sounds plausible, yeah, yeah. right?
0: Uh, before that, before him, he, uh, it was widely believed that uh, there was like this fire-like qu- quality of, of of things. That is the the theory of flogiston, and it was widely held. But the, then yeah, he said, so, "Oh yes. no, no, no! It's not the case, guys. It's oxygen." And how he got to that conclusion was through rigorous experimentation. So that's why this is a very offense. important quote. Thank you very much for that, Yelena. Why? Good. So I think this concludes our show,
2: mm-hmm.
0: our 109th episode. Uh, I'd like to thank both of you for joining me today, Yelena and Pontus. Mm-hmm it was good to be joined thanks guys it's been a pleasure and until next week when i'm planning to be on the show (laughs) (laughs) again um sorry if that uh disappoints anyone but uh, we'll be back so until next time goodbye bye bye goodbye
2: A
1: revolutionary... Revolutionary? Revolutionary?
2: <laughs> revolutionary, yeah. Revolutionary. Revolutionary drug. The network... The homeopathic network. Germany homeopathic network.
0: Mm-hmm. That's inf- information network.
2: Sorry, inf- information homeopathic
0: network. In English, mm-hmm. call it homeopathy information network. And and I would sit still when I talk because... It, it, <laughs> And it caused some outrage in Chile. I wonder if uh, the atmosphere became chilly. Oh
2: no 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 no! no. That's bad. Uh, That's bad.
1: Maybe. It's a bad joke. Maybe. I know. I know. It was very bad. Yeah. Some some things we say is just to to have something to cut out in the final. Exactly.
0: Because we need we need some (laughs) (laughs) bloopers. Yes.
2: (laughs) That would be me. Da 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 da. -da -da
1: -da 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 A brief period, well, I don't know how brief, but there was a period when, when scientists thought that air was... Uh, sorry, that... Uh, huh. I know there was a period when uh, scientists thought that water was a... No, I've just cut that out. <laughs> I, I I am clearly not knowing what I'm talking about. To yeah.
0: science, you know why? Because it works, bitches.